is sung by the band The Association, and it's called Windy, but it reminds me of my friend Wendy. This is Stacy Julian with episode 53 of Exactly Enough Time. podcast is about being present. It is also about living playfully and other things like curiosity, awareness, and connection. I am a life enthusiast and a believer, and I love to talk about people, places, and things. Listen up. I think you're going to find inspiration for living your life and telling your story because you have exactly enough time. today. You know what? I do truly believe that we have exactly enough time, but I'm telling you what, time is flying by. It is almost February 2020. I'm excited today to have on the show with me one of my dearest friends, Wendy Smedley. But before I tell you more about Wendy, I want to tell you that my podcast is almost a year old. (gasps) right? I totally did it. I set out and promised myself that I would create a podcast for a whole year and I've done it. And now I want to celebrate and I want to celebrate with you. So I am inviting you in two episodes. We're going to have a podcast party and I want you to be there. So I need you to either leave me a review on iTunes or send me a speak pipe message and tell me how exactly enough time has helped you or inspired you or given you an opportunity to reach out and do something in your life. Will you do that for me? Can we just celebrate this this fun thing that we're doing together? I would love so much to hear from you. Tell me what your favorite episode has been and what we can do together in the coming year. I'm going to play these messages from you and read your thoughts and we are going to pause and just celebrate because that's what we have exactly enough time for always is to be present in our life and to be aware of what's happening around us and I need your help. So help me prepare to throw a first birthday party to exactly enough time. Will you? Thank you in advance. So here's just kind of a funny memory slash story. This song, Windy, was um, something that I learned to play on my clarinet when I was in middle school. I had the best band director. He was so animated and full of life. And he taught us this song. Um, he, He would call it out with the fingering like this. Three, five, three, two, one, six, six, five, three, five, three, five, three, two, one, two, one. Isn't that funny? Like, I legit remember that. That is how I learned to play the song Windy on the clarinet. So ever since that time, I have absolutely loved that song. And then I grew up and I met this awesome person named Wendy. And I don't know, at least in my mind, it's kind of been her theme song. It's such a bright, happy tune, and it has such fun words. I'm going to let you listen to a little bit more of it, okay? Down the streets of the 
You guys, I have Wendy Smedley on this show with me today. She's so talented. For years, she was the creative editor at Simple Scrapbooks Magazine. She worked with me together at Big Picture Classes. We've had many adventures together. Wendy now works with Family Search International with social media and marketing and so much more. Um, I know you're going to love this conversation. We start out just sharing our story and we go from there. This is our chance to catch up with Wendy. Okay, you guys, my heart is so legitimately happy right now. Like it's like if I could have you listen, it would be beating a little bit faster than normal. And that's because I have my dear friend Wendy Smedley with me. Hi, Wendy. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Wendy, I have wanted to have you on my podcast for as long as my podcast has existed. <laughs> this is exciting. I'm so happy to be here finally. Oh my goodness. I just adore you. I'm going to start by telling um, my listeners where I believe we met for the first time and you, then you can correct me if okay, I get, I, if I get it my wrong. favorite meeting story. So. <laughs> okay. I'm guessing it was like 1994-ish and five, maybe 1995. Nope. Okay. Okay. So we, I was, I was at a meeting. It was a training meeting for new, for people who had just been hired to be Moonlight Madness instructors at our local scrapbooking store, which was called Paper Hearts. And I don't know why, but I just was attracted to you. I was like, that girl looks super cute and super friendly. And I just introduced myself afterwards. Right? Yes. Yes. You remember what you said? Well, I remember, I don't remember exactly, but I remember that you've told me before and it has something to do with your cute twins, right? I said, um, we were just like having a quick exchange, like this is me, this is me. And I, and I said, I have, we both, we all, we both had sons and I said, yes. you know, I have a four-year-old. I mean, I think at that time it was maybe a five-year-old and a three-year-old and I had twins. And you said, oh, I hope that rubs off on me. And no one had ever responded so positively. Most people responded with the typical, oh, my gosh, you have your hands full. Or sort of a look <laughs> of pity where you were like, how do I get in on that? <laughs> I I'm that on in on that. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Is it because I like I love children and yeah I always thought it would be so cool to have twins I mean I knew it would be crazy but I was like dude it's a twofer like like how do you do that so I don't know I I don't know how it happened but um it was awesome that was the best response I've ever gotten <laughs> okay that's thank you for reminding me um okay so then you know fast forward I don't know how long I know we did a few things together for sure. We just became friends, and it was so fun. I was at a time in my life where I needed a friend, and we were in the same season, and we both had boys. My next super, like maybe pivotal memory um, is I was hired to start a magazine, mm -hmm. and um, I was a PE major, okay? So I did not know how to start a magazine, and I, I mean, I had 
there, you know, people who hired me that knew what they were doing for sure. Um, but pretty quickly I was in over my head. It was overwhelmed. And, um, and they were super good and they were like, we'll figure it out. You know, you work from home and we've got this office here and we'll fly you in and yada, yada. And we have no budget because we don't have, you know, all of the constraints of anything, you know, brand new like that. Um, but it was probably six weeks in and I was in town. And when I say in town, I lived in Washington magazine in Utah and I was in town and I had one of those meltdowns with the tissue box, you know, with the editor. <laughs> and I just said, yeah, I can't do this. I want to quit. You know? And she said, what would help you? And I said, it would really help me if I was able to hire someone, you know what I mean? So that just to brainstorm with and to plan yes. things with, you know, someone dedicated, like someone on my team, you know, mm -hmm. and then I had to put together this proposal. And anyway, she said, well, who would you hire? And I was like, my friend, Wendy Smedley. Dream <laughs> <laughs> job. It was, it was our first, you were the very first hire at Simple Scrapbooks Magazine. And seriously, I still have so many happy memories. I probably called you 15 times a day for a while. It was uh, so fun. I mean, pinch me. I, I look back and I think back to the fun things that we got to travel. We got to meet amazing women. Some of the yeah. ones who will be listening. Friendship, connections, all while helping people better understand the importance of telling their story mm -hmm. and kind of looking for their story and yes. all wrapped up into this idea that the family narrative blesses all of us. And so what yes. an amazing opportunity. Yeah. And I will tell you right now, you don't know this about Wendy. Most, at least I don't think you, <laughs> there might be a few people out there who know this about <laughs> Wendy, but she's straight up brilliant and, and for oh, a lot of different reasons. But oh, I remember what, Oh, Thank well, it's you. true. That is my favorite word to associate with your name, Wendy Brilliant. Oh um, but it was a trade show, probably one of our first. And, and that's a little overwhelming, too, because you have a new publication and you're trying to figure out what it means to be an editorial team. And what exactly are you supposed to do when you walk into someone's booth? And But Wendy puts everybody at ease instantaneously. And then this is the other thing that blows my mind still to this day. Um, and so maybe this wasn't the first trade show. Maybe this was like the second or third, but she walks into someone's booth and she's like, Hey, Hank, how are you? How's spotty? Right. <laughs> and I'm like, who's spotty? She's like, Hank's dog. Don't you remember talking to him about his dog? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, no, I don't. <laughs> but I don't know how you, I did it, but I did. You did. You just had this incredible, first of all, ability to connect with people. Second of all, you remember details about people's lives, which is so endearing. So then, fast forward, apparently we're telling our story today. <laughs> fast forward to actually one of the saddest days. And mm -hmm. I'm going to see if you remember this. So my story is that I accidentally... With Simple Scrapbooks, I wrote a book called The Big Picture, and I really wanted to have a little website. And this, by, for those of you listening, websites were not websites. They were little static pages, right, where you would go to get some mm -hmm. more information about something. And, and I, wanted, I wanted to put more information about the ideas that were in my book online. And it was this, mm -hmm. just this crazy time where I got approval, but then I didn't get any money to do anything, so I had to go figure it out on my own. And then I mm -hmm. found... 
um, you know, anyway, I found people to help me. And the next thing I know is I've accidentally started a dang company and I'm not even like, that's not what I wanted to do. And so then (laughs) I was with Wendy and we must've been at an event or a trade show. And I had to, I just told you about it. And it was so sad because because, I remember you saying, I'm not leaving you. I'm going on ahead. Yeah. I was devastated. Do you remember? Oh, I we cried. We were both bawling like with Yeah. And and I didn't know what I was doing. And I, no. I honestly was just following that gut instinct, right? And but mm-hmm. yeah, anyway. But then then it gets happy again. But literally I there was no way the magazine was gonna let me have Wendy. Let's just be honest. That that wasn't happening. You know what I mean? Like that relationship between what I had just started and what already existed was not clearly defined. So it was like a parting and it was sad. So mm-hmm. sad. But, so um, sad. but then fast forward, it got happy again. And, and certainly, you know, it was happy in, in the meantime too, because I continued to do stuff with the magazine. But um, then it got happy again because then we hired you at, and back the, in the very beginning, it was big picture scrapbooking and then mm-hmm. it was big picture classes. And then we hired Wendy again. Oh, that was, it was great. And that um, was just, and we always times. found ways to really to work together, and there was something around um, the way that we sort of had a, a history of brainstorming. We had this whole process for brainstorming, right? We had yes. sort of these guidelines for how we would do it, and and in the industry in the early days, a novelty was really a commodity, right? So an mm-hmm. idea, a new idea, was where there was excitement. Oftentimes, a product or a company would launch from an idea and become very successful. So mm-hmm. that was something a lot of us chased. And there was so much energy around brainstorming in this brand new industry. What products, what ideas could we mm-hmm. come up with that would inspire people? It was mm-hmm. truly a gift to work in that space for so long. Mm-hmm. It really was. We There was so much we were learning that we didn't know we were learning and it was so fun. And I, I remember one uh, meeting. Well, one of the biggest challenges because um, creating Keepsakes Magazine actually launched Simple Scrapbooks as a little sister publication. Um, you know, we had to work really hard to define who we were and why we existed and how we were different. And for whatever reason that we were always tasked with that, like, you know. <laughs> CK already existed they could do or be whatever they needed to be which is fine but then they were always like you guys have to figure out you know what you're about and it, and I've thought back to those days so often because those are such critical things to do right to have a vision and to know your differentiation sort of statement and anyway there was this meeting where where you we brain we did this brainstorm thing that that we do really well together. I kind of talk all over the place, and Wendy reads my mind and the stuff in between, and and then talks and does this brilliant thing and wraps it all up with a bow. <laughs> but but you we you developed really something that we we called it the fast album formula. Oh my goodness! And yeah, I'm sure we have some readers of Simple Scrapbooks listening, but it was um, a tear out, right? We used to look at other magazines and just drool over all the cool things they could do because they had bigger budgets and more advertisers. But we did, we proposed and created this tear out, which is, how would you describe it? It was like a worksheet, a planning guide. Well, we found that there was a pattern for um, people who were generating these, you know, mini albums or story-based albums. And so we wanted to 
make it easier for people to execute on on doing it in a way that felt complete. It was to help them. Yes, exactly. I love it. Anyway, I love you. And we have, we have a lot of water under the bridge. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm excited. So excited to be here. So thank you for being patient. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes, of course. Well, okay. And now this is where, so then the other sad day was when we, when we sold oh. the picture classes. Oh, I know, but I think it was necessary. It was sad. Yeah. It was really, it was, but it was sad and exciting because we, yeah. um, we had big dreams and then things changed for a lot of us. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Yes, exactly. I was going to say that one, it was exciting. And then it turned out to be very different than we thought it would be. And then it was sad. <laughs> but then mm -hmm. I think it's become a very good thing. I mean, that's just, I think yes. things just happen. They happen for a reason. And then almost always, at least in my life, looking back, you know, you go through these mm -hmm. difficult times, but then you look back with a little perspective and go, oh, that's yeah. why. This is That's another why reason why scrapbooking as a practice or a hobby is so valuable because it's a tool that allows us to do just that. Dude, that is so, you just said that so good. It's true. It's a tool that allows us because we're documenters or because we can look back with yes. the ability to make sense of things easier, eat more easily. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So if you're not, this is what I want yes. to talk about. What has happened in your life? Take us anywhere you want to go since we stopped working together at Big Picture Classes. Um, okay, let's see. So that was in 2014, which was five years ago. I mean, maybe more like four and a half or five years ago. Yep. Uh, no, five years ago. And um, I, I um, was looking for something a little more career oriented because I have five sons and my twins, who we talked about earlier when we, they were babies when we first met, were graduating from high school. And uh -huh. so that meant um, I had my youngest son at home and he was like a sophomore in high school. And I was looking for a career where I could be in an office with people. And um, so I started working um, with Family Search, FamilySearch.org. Um, and and I've been here Which is, ever since. Okay, so Family just, Search is the world's largest genealogical website. Um, it's totally free. We have historic records from all over the world. And so people come to our website to learn what information we know about their family. And if you're in North America, we um, have records for about 60 to 80% of the population. So you can come to our website and type in a last name and up will pop some historic records like censuses or marriage records. And you can look and find um, your, your family. And we have a, we have a, um, uh, a shared tree. It's the world's yeah. largest tree, billions of names where you can connect yeah. into the tree. You have to connect back to a deceased ancestor. So for a lot of people, depending on your age, the grandparent or great grandparent. And once you connect back, then your tree will be populated right. by the world's largest tree. And so genealogy is this idea of proving who is in your family tree. And the way you prove them is with sources and sources are typically historic records. Um, some places yeah. people prove them verbally because they don't have historic records. But my job now is I get to work with, um, and we have millions of users 
and our website is currently available in 11 essential languages and then we have part of the website available in 20 more and then we're working oh on gosh. 60 additional languages we serve a global what? population right and so what? i know isn't that cool and so a huge huge audience of people who are trying to better understand their genealogy or their family history and um so I get to work on really fun projects and um, our whole goal is to help, you know, unite the family of humankind and to help people feel less sort of alone. And um, yeah, so I work in yeah. marketing and, and then I get to work with different engineering teams. We're a huge, huge website. We have 7 million page views a day. Whoa. And so, I mean, that kind of the languages and the page views can kind of give you the idea of the scale of the website. There's like yeah. 35 engineering teams who build things. Um, and so I, I, wow. get to, I get to do some really cool things. And um, one of them is trying to bring scrapbooking into family history or genealogy. So I'm always trying to remind my colleagues that there's people who have been doing this for their living family that we shouldn't forget. So maybe someday you'll see some offering from family search in that space. Who knows? Uh, right, but I, right. I'm a big believer as you Stacy in the importance of understanding your narrative and your family story. And, and I am an advocate for the importance of the appreciation you get for who you are when you look back at your life or even looking forward and you think, who do you want to be defined as? Uh, right. So, yeah. So that's kind of the short version of what I've been doing. I have an office and I go to meetings and instead of brainstorming scrapbook ideas, I get to um, talk about ways that we can reach new customers or serve our global yeah. patrons, um, things like that. Well, I'll tell you really quick, just last week, um, so I think most of my listeners know by now, I have a little line of scrapbooking products yes. with close to my heart. Okay, so I was just sharing one of these little books that I did about my great, great, great grandmother. Okay, so in order for me to share that in my little Insta stories, I pulled up the Family Search website and I just had my, it's it's called a fan, isn't it called a fan? But it's a, it's a fan it's chart. Uh huh. Hand chart. Thank you. It's a way of looking at your family tree. Well, so for, and I, I love how you explained how it's a global tree. Okay. And so once you connect back to someone who's deceased, okay, because what I showed them was this legitimately six generations of almost completely filled out names. And I didn't anticipate how people would respond. I got so many DMs or direct messages. They're like, what website is this? What is that? Whoa. I mean, like, my phone kind of lit up for about a half an hour, you know, and I, I, because people are so curious and so intrigued and like, where did you get that? And so I love that you shared that because, you know, truly, if like you said, that's huge. 60 to 80% of people living in the United States will find, yeah. right? Will be able to connect yeah. to some family. So, and again, which you have to type in like someone who's deceased, a grandparent that, or a yes, great grandparent. That's what, and then from there, the work, the work of connecting people across time has been done by other mm -hmm. people. So that's the beauty of a shared mm -hmm. tree. And all of a sudden, you know, you've got this whole view of 
who you are and where you descend, who you descended from and where, Mm -hmm. like, I just think it's so fascinating. And I actually made um, a round eye chart genealogy chart that shows instead of people's names, I put locations. So you can go out four generations and read all of the different countries where these, you know, where I came from. Right. Anyway. Yes. And there's, there's lots of different views too, right? There's, like you said, there's people, you can think about the names that are in your family tree, you can think about the locations. There's ways that you can look at, um, you know, the, uh, we have a feature called Map My Ancestors, where you can actually see on a map um, where, like, you can even say, I'm going on a trip, or, I, you know, I'm traveling, so I want to stop at the cemetery, or, you know, visit heritage, you know, we call it, we call it your homeland, like, where are you from? And what's interesting is when you know your homeland, it's a great conversation topic when you meet someone, you know, and not that you want to say, hey, yeah. what are your heritage homelands or your homelands, because not everyone knows. Well, no, I've totally it's done that. Connection, yeah. It's a great way to connect, and as someone who loves to do that, um, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, so if anyone has any questions, um, I don't know how they get them to you, Stacey, but I'd love to be a resource to help people get started. If no, absolutely. Every episode has a show has show notes, and it's just right. a, it's a page on my website. So I'll put links to Family Search, and and if anyone does have specific questions for Wendy, um, we'll just leave a comment, and we'll we'll set you up, and you could um, you know. Yay. But here's the thing: is I always kind of knew in the back of my mind I wanted to get more into you know. Genealogy. Um, just family history. Genealogy. Yeah. And it's so cool. Last night we were watching TV and up pops the ancestry commercial. I love that it's such um, an, it's such a major pastime or hobby or passion for people. It really is. But family search is so cool because it's free and because of that global tree yeah. thing. So I think it's kind of cool to have, you know, to have a tree at ancestry, which is your own family tree, mm-hmm. which you can still get hints and get help building that. But there's something very magical about having that global, that view, yes. you know, that comes to you because one shared tree. Yes. So yes, exactly. And but you are the one. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, say and if you're lucky and you, you can reap the rewards of somebody who's populated the tree, you'll have a tree like Stacy's, which has stories. Um, Stacy has you know, yeah. Utah pioneers. And so there's photos yes. and stories. And not everyone has that, but you, that's something to look for. So once you get your tree, connected you can click through on some of the names and then you can see if they have right. any memories or stories and if they don't and you know a memory or you have memories or you have stories about that person you should you know yes. consider leaving um them there for someone else to find so that's well and that's what i that's exactly what i've started to tell people is put this get this archived you know not just archived like in a dropbox archive but archive it on an ancestry site yes. because then it becomes, okay, so I have to tell you what just happened because truly, Wendy, the reason I'm so into this right now is because of you, because you left BPC and went to Family Search, and we'll talk about this later, but you were able to pull some strings <laughs> and, you know, I was able to go teach Roots Text. We're not going there right now. We'll go there. You're fantastic. I didn't pull any strings. You're okay. a fantastic presenter. Whatever. Anyway, so (laughs) listen, this is what happened this weekend. So, and this is, this speaks to exactly what you were just talking about. So people upload pictures and, you know, various information and documents. So I noticed this woman named Sue Ann and she uploaded a new photo of my, okay, I gotta say it right, grandma, of my great grandmother, 
Okay, my daughter Addie is named after my grandma Addie, who's named after her mother Adelaide. So all of a sudden I log into Family Search and there's a new photo of Adelaide, which there's very few, right? So I'm like, oh, who uploaded this? So Family Search has this feature where I was able to click on this woman Sue Ann's name, send her an email, and this is I've done an episode already about my grandma's little brother who was killed in World War II. Okay. So I knew I'm like, if she has a picture of Adelaide, does she have any, any information, any story about this young, you know, about this Woodrow. So I emailed her and guess what? I got literally on Saturday in the mail, a letter. Okay. That she found in her box that was written by a boy that he served with a soldier that he served with in the Philippines. It was written to his parents after he got home. So he survived Woodrow died and he's written a letter with so many details that I have been looking for for years. Oh my! So it's a primary source of information that this Sue Ann, who's just a little older than me, you know what I mean? So she's maybe not quite as tech savvy, but Family Search enabled me reaching out to her and she mailed me a copy of this letter. And I'm not kidding you, I did the happy dance for 15 minutes. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Because <laughs> I would read something so and then I would... It is so exciting. So now I get to transcribe, like retype that letter and put that information up there because I know that so many other people want to know more about him and about that aspect of you know yeah. our family. And that's that's kind of just what you described is what a, get a, gets a lot of people hooked on this is this, this idea of a mystery mm-hmm. and who can you reach out to or what what can you dig through to find out about these people and. I think as scrapbookers and storytellers, we naturally want to leave a story about ourselves. Mm-hmm. But isn't it interesting how learning more about those who came before you is actually also learning about yourself because we're all that's, connected. That's the crazy thing that you don't really get until you hold something like like that letter as I read it. I just, I you feel an instant connection to this yes. person and to their life and their experiences. And you do, you draw strength from it, or you just feel like I can totally do whatever the hard thing is that I'm doing right now because I've learned that they've done hard things. So, yes, yes. There's something around resiliency and Mm -hmm. understanding that you come from strong, we call it stock or strong people, which everybody does, right? Like most of us, Especially if you think of the people who came to the United States and immigrants and the things mm-hmm. they went through, you know, we're, 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 we tend to be very resilient. And so this just adds to your sense of self yes. and sort of deepens your, your pool of resiliency, if you will. And so there's this opportunity for you to learn about this, about yourself that's just sitting out there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes because there wasn't, you know, not everyone has journals, you have to look at records and you can find things out like occupation or you can find addresses of where people live and you have to look things up and maybe um, approach it a little bit differently but you can still weave together a story and um, it's very enriching yeah 100 percent. okay so now now talk to me about roots tech because i'm going next month again to teach another class I'm so excited. So I want you to tell, <laughs> because Family Search is is the primary sponsor. They are the, we, the creator. We own Tech. We are Roots Tech. You, are so, you tell us about it. Yeah. So Roots Tech is um, a genealogical conference that's hosted in Salt Lake City. And we had our first international Roots Tech in London um, last fall. 
So and the idea is, is we bring together the, the industry. So you have our partners, you have big and small companies, you have, you know, DNA companies like 23andMe and your, our big partners like Ancestry and Find My Path and My Heritage. And then you have, you know, mom and pop companies, you have Close to My Heart came one year. Mm-hmm. And so anyone who has um, sort of an offering to people interested in family history um, can come. And there's over 300 classes. We have keynotes. Um, and so the keynotes tend to be very inspiring, focused a lot on family story. And um, well, and just stop, stop right there for one second, because when you say keynotes, people are like, this is not some stuffy guy in a suit keynote. This is oh, like, no. this, this is a, a dynamic yeah. professional presenter. So we have Emmett Smith this year, and yeah. we have um, one of the White House photographers, um, mm-hmm. a, a photographer, David Kennerly, who's photographed a lot of presidents. We have the original, or the person who's a blind side, um, the mom, who Sandra Bullock played, Leanne, I think it's Chewy, and then we have... Um, like we have a uh, talent, so we have a comedian, Ryan Hamilton. Yeah. yeah. Like it is the most. In the past, we've had Laura Bush. We've had yes. Doris Goodwin. We've had, you know. Who's the baker guy? The oh, cake... we had Buddy Velastro. We had the Property Brothers. The Property Brothers, the Cake Boss. Yeah. yeah. We had the, my favorite actually moment, probably, well, I'm a huge Donnie Osmond fan and he spoke, (laughs) but but, but Donnie Osmond aside, um, who's the reading rainbow guy that came and talked? Oh, LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton. And we had Ryan Hamilton, wait, was Ryan Hamilton, the Olympic ice skater? Scott Hamilton, Scott Hamilton. Hamilton, Yeah. I mean, every year it's a different, and they're they're dynamic, it's on a big um, yeah. So there's a lot of excitement around those, and then you break off into the. You have anything from advanced research classes that are taught by you know professional genealogists, you know some of whom are highly accredited to, you know classes for everybody to anything mm-hmm. in between. And um, there's lots of things if you want to just come and try. You don't have to do the high intense, you know workshops. Right. But Website is rootstech.org, and it's the end of February this year. I think it's the 27th through the 29th. Yeah, and I love how you said that because really, I think in someone's mind, maybe that thinks, "Well, I'm not really a genealogist, or I don't know how to get started, or I don't know if that's really for me." This is your event because even if you come and just attend the keynotes and go into the exhibition hall, you will learn so much, and you'll leave totally motivated and excited and inspired and you'll know how to get started so yes, uh, yes. it is the most yes. phenomenal event it's just I can't even say enough so. you know thousands of people like-minded people I mean we love going to our scrapbook shows right, right. this is a whole nother level <laughs> it, it is a whole nother level it is so mind-blowing yes. I would love nothing more than to greet some of our scrapbooking friends and give them hugs and say, welcome. We welcome you to the family history world. How yeah. can I help you? Exactly. Exactly. I'm serious. I would love that. Okay, Wendy, we're kind of already running out of time a little bit, <laughs> which yeah. just kills me. Is there anything else you want to say before we go kind of toward to the end of how we wrap up? Anything um, else that you want to share that you didn't get to talk about? I think this is something interesting and it's been on my mind Okay. and I, I want people to know that they're not alone. And I think that's why it's important to share. So for the remaining listeners, um, and maybe this is a topic that we can talk about later. 
Okay. But I recently, um, you know, it's interesting because for so many years, my family and, um, you know, layouts of my kids, you know, were in the magazine and I wrote books. Yes. And my family dynamic has changed. And so a couple of years ago, I actually got divorced. Right. And I'm currently um, now kind of looking back at my scrapbooks and deciding what do I do with these scrapbooks? And, mm-hmm. and I, I'm thinking I'm going to call it unscrapbooking and not like <laughs> I'm, not that I'm going to throw anything away. But right. so for some people, and there's, there's quite a few of us that have gone through a transition where there are these things that we created that now we need to kind of figure out what to do with. Right. And so I want I want people to know that they're that they're not alone if that's their situation. And um, it'd be interesting to know if people would be interested in understanding what to do if they're in a situation like mine. Yeah. And um, but yeah, so I think I think as someone who's told their story professionally, if you will, uh-huh. it's interesting to think about what do I do with all of those memories? Right. Right. <laughs> and, and you're. Um, you're definitely not alone. I've already had listeners, podcast listeners actually send messages and say, I love, you know, I love what you talk about, but, and I've been a scrapbooker in the past. They're in their exact and exact situation where your past life doesn't look like your current life. And whether you've already scrapbooked it or not. Yeah. How do you, how do you think, right. how do you choose to think about it and how do you choose to honor it without right. Maybe celebrating it in the way that you would have. Do you, I mean, you know, because you're living right. right now. So, and I know what's interesting to me is how scrapbooking and the habits I created, uh-huh. sort of from like a wellness perspective. Um, when I was going through things, and to this day, I do a lot of personal journaling, right? And not the kind of journaling that anyone is ever going to be privileged enough to read. <laughs> But the kind of journaling that really helps me process. And isn't it wonderful that from scrapbooking, I learned something that's helped me through hard times because I think the importance of recording and telling and processing our story Mm -hmm. is is something that will help you in regard, no matter what situation you're in. So I want, I want people to know that they're not alone and that we can figure it out together. Mm -hmm. Um, but that it's part of our story. And, and I don't have the answer to what I'm going to do necessarily, but I know going forward, I'm, I continue, I took a break from social media for a while because as I was healing, I, I, I didn't want to share right. anything. So right. now that I'm kind of over that, I've started sharing. I mean, it's just been a couple of weeks yeah. <laughs> that yeah. I started sharing things again. And let me tell you, it, feels so good to be back oh. and I'm going on Instagram and I've got all my scrapbooking friends on there mm-hmm. Tracy Clark sent you know she messaged and I told Tracy I said your voice is in the head of hundreds of thousands of women reminding us to picture spring picture yes. summer yes. and to capture things so I'm so grateful for those things yeah. that I've learned because they're helping me process my mm-hmm. current life but yeah mm. I think that's kind of what I would say is you're not alone and you can just shift maybe what you're, what you're capturing, but I continue to capture and it continues to help me heal. Oh, as your super fan and follower, I am so happy to see you back and you look good and I'm loving, oh, I read a post that you 
shared the other day and I just cried and laughed, you know, in, in the space of three sentences. And I just thought, this is my dear friend. I have missed her so much. So, but I do, you know, we got to talk a little bit a couple of days ago and, um, I really love the way you allowed yourself. I just want to say this before I ask you my questions. Mm-hmm. I love the way you allowed yourself the opportunity to step away and yes. to heal. And no, I mean, we're all here when you come back. You know what I mean? Oh, so anyway, I just think you've handled the situations in such a beautiful and respectful way. And, and just so. so. And I, 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 there was nothing, you know, it just was so so good to be greeted by my scrapbooking sisters right. again. Right. And I, I love the community that we created and I've, I've missed it. And now that I'm, you know, it's just, I love it. I, there are, it's been 10 years since the magazine closed yeah. and there are people who, you know, I've been messaging with and they show up, our scrapbooking sisters show up for each other in it's ways so true. no other community does. Yeah, three, I love it. three cheers, Scrappy and Sisters. Hip it parade, hip it parade. Okay, so before you go, before you go, you yeah. have to answer a couple of questions. The first one is okay. this is called People, Places, and Things. So tell okay. us what person, place, or thing has your focus right now. I tend to be someone in recent years who's really come alive with travel, um, but mm-hmm. I, I recently injured myself, and so I'm recovering. So the place I am is right in one step, one step at a time. <laughs> yes. And what's interesting to me is, is because I, I broke my foot, um, is how losing my ability to walk mm. has really strengthened my ability to see and allowed me to um, connect with people. To I, I'm fiercely independent, and I had to say goodbye to that for a few months. Yeah, And what a gift it has been for me to allow people into my life to help me walk. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think the place is really just where I am and connecting the people or the people around and in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing exotic, nothing out of the ordinary, something very humble, but something very important. Mm. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Okay, and then on your way out today, you get to fill in the blank. I, Wendy Smedley, have exactly enough time for. To love the people in my life and Mm. to share the most important parts of myself um, with those I love and some of it publicly. And I, like I said, I've been doing a lot of journaling. I filled a couple of notebooks and I highly encourage people who have stepped away from the journaling practice to step back into it, regardless of where you're at. Mm. Um, and, and, and I set a timer and I do 10 to 15 minutes each morning. Mm. Um, and I have some prompts that I follow. If anyone's interested, I can share those, but I really have enjoyed allowing myself to just write. And sometimes it feels in this new stage of my life, all of my kids are, you know, out of the house, so to speak. Um, It feels a little selfish, but boy, is it grounding. And I would, I would say I have enough time to, to ground myself in my own story by journaling daily. That's a whole (laughs) lot of wisdom. Thank you. That's awesome. Okay, girl. I love you. 
just beyond words, more oh, than words can express. <laughs> and I can't wait to see you again. I'm coming to Roots Tech, so I'll see you next Hi. month. Welcome everyone to Family Search. Yes, so, yes. Yeah. And we'll put all kinds of links in the show notes for sure. So Okay, please do. Okay, you're awesome. Thanks, Wendy. So I think you can tell why I adore this woman so much. I have so much admiration for her. My favorite quote, and I'm going to put it in the show notes, losing my ability to walk has really strengthened my ability to see. Wendy has so many gifts, one of which is her ability to nurture herself and others through difficult and challenging situations and change. And she's so good at harvesting that wisdom, right? That life is prepared to give us if we are open to it. So God bless Wendy. I have put lots of links, as I mentioned, in the show notes so you can learn much more about Family Search and how to get started with your own family genealogy and family history story. All right, you guys, I will be back next week with another episode of Exactly Enough Time. Don't forget to send me messages and share your thoughts via social media at Stacy Julian on Instagram or come to the show notes and leave a comment for me or for Wendy. But let's get ready to celebrate my first birthday as a podcaster, okay, in two episodes. I need your help. I love you. I'll be back next week. Okay, to leave a speak pipe message for me, you simply go to stacyjulian.com, click on podcast, and then go into today's, uh, the episode show notes. And on the sidebar, there's an orange button. And you just click on it, record your voice, and then hit send. And it pops into my inbox. And I'm able to then share the beautiful texture of your voice on my show. Okay, do it. I'm so excited. Thank you.